So I recorded Haber Bros last night with my brother. And after <laughs> there's a new feature to Zoom where a disembodied voice informs you that the meeting is being recorded because I can only guess that boomers complained. I didn't know that this meeting was being recorded, even though there's a flashing red light that says recording. If anyone hits record, it's just like any, anytime you see a sign, you know, there's a reason for it. So the, the building we use for our church, there's a sign we rent it on Sundays. There's a sign that says, do not stack chairs more than 46 high. <laughs> you know, there's a reason that there's a sign that says that, right? Kind of like if there's a sign that, that, that asks you not to do a ridiculous behavior, right? Like do yeah. not stick your finger in, you know, this electrical, you know, high voltage thing. It's because somebody tried that one time. Or like, themselves. please put the gas pump back on the, <laughs> Please do not drink from the gas pump. <laughs> so how high did you do you stack the chairs? I don't touch the chairs, Thomas. What am oh, I, a farmer? Right. You have you have helpers to do. I saw a tweet 46 ties seems really high still. <laughs> really high. Yeah, but and don't try 47. And oddly specific. I, I like I saw a tweet the other day where someone made the same observation you did, and they posted a sign that said, do not masturbate on company time. Again, there's a reason <laughs> that somebody had to put up that sign. It, it was a reason un- for every sign. It was unclear to me what work workplace this was, too. Like, was it a warehouse? Was it a <laughs> gas station? I McDonald's. Pumped have been a movie studio. <laughs> it's certainly not. Uh, did you guys uh, see the SNL skit that I shared in, in on Messenger? It wasn't a skit. Where, it it, it well, was weekend update. The news. Where I weekend, trade, yeah, the news. It's the news. You're right. I always news. go to SNL for my news. It was it was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I usually yes. don't enjoy SNL garbage. Yeah, I I usually am not a fan of of weekend update, but um, when so Thomas is referring to uh, basically is it once a year that they allow each other to write jokes for each other. And so yeah. there's a black guy and a white guy. And so the black guy wrote a bunch of racist jokes for the white guy to say. <laughs> it was good. Ryan, clearly you didn't watch it. I didn't, but I've I shared call- it I shared it the last time that um that they did that, yeah. That they did the joke swap. Did, did they do a bunch of racist jokes? It was one the last joke was like about Scarlett Johansson mm. playing someone yes. of Oh, I and, remember that. Yeah, yeah. no, this was, it was great. I like how the black guy, we just call them the black and the white guy. We don't know their names. Michael it's Colin Jost. Colin Jost. Yeah, and Colin Jost and Michael Che. And he Michael- just got a bunch of racist Man of Steel jokes. Uh, great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I'm ready to start. Uh, Chris? You want a countdown? Yeah. 47. Not, not like 46, last week. When I understand. 45, 44, 43. Do you understand this? Yeah, it's fun. 42, 41. Let's let's skip a few. Three, two, one. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. Welcome to the SSEU podcast, a fan podcast of the Substandard podcast, hosted by the Weekly Standard. 
Uh, what, what is hosted? What is hosted by the Weekly Standard? The Substandard. The podcast. Okay, it is that, that, that we Currently. are fans of. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, has it changed? <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't seen anything in my feed in a while, but I assume it's still there. Anyway, call, call Phil Anchitz, text him, send him a text, ask him <laughs> if the Weekly Standard is still around. Yeah, stop, stop by the Broadmoor, interrogate him. Okay. Uh, I am Thomas. Uh, this is the Access EU podcast, the internet's premier podcast for 10 different topics, not a single topic, but 10 topics. Together, we are the best at covering them. Mm-hmm. Everything from infrastructure to Disney to horses to mm-hmm. counting. What am I leaving out? Poop. <laughs> um, uh, horses, you know. poop, horses pooping. Yeah, that can be another thing. Blind um, horses leaping off blind, the cliffs. Blind horses. <laughs> we, I don't know if any podcast has talked more about blind horses than we have. It's a problem. <laughs> like people don't want to talk about it, but we're not afraid to. And you know what? People put blinders on horses. We want to take the blinders off of horses. Mm-hmm. Yes. But 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 we have an issue recently that I wanted to raise here. Other podcasts, including the Sub Beacon, have started to steal our sticks. And this is unacceptable. And we need to get them to stop. Do you think we could sue them? Yeah. Why not? Uh, we, how, how are things with our lawyer right now? Our, I mean, we've had kind of some on again, off again squabbles with, with Rick and with uh, various other legal counsel we've, we've had. Where are we with that? Apparently he wants to be paid. Mm, uh, that's I a thing. You have to pay for lawyers? I told him to go chase ambulances if he wants to get paid. I don't think that. Hasn't they? Hasn't he heard that thing in movies where they're like, if you can't afford a lawyer, you get to pick whichever one you want? <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. I have heard that. That is definitely a thing. Yeah, so he has to be. He doesn't have a choice. That's right. We, we can't afford it, and we picked him, so... If if you do want to give money to Rick for representing the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash SSEUpod and provide a monthly contribution to our uh, lawyer budget. Our um, uh, Thomas, uh, c- can I just interrupt you? There's a zero chance that that our lawyer will get a dime of that. Let's. I will assure you of that. I am Thomas. I am. No, I was just saying we do have to say that it's not going to go to him. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were advised uh, we were given legal advice that we must say that uh, we, if you say it you don't like you you, you don't have to pay for someone for services if, right. if you say it as up long front. As, yeah it's like we need to start to put a disclaimer in every episode you know like like on reddit with the the, the gamestop thing and everything uh, people started to put in their posts this is not financial advice <laughs> this podcast is not legal advice yeah just so we can't get sued. I am Thomas. I am Thomas, as usual, joined by Chris and Ryan here this week for another episode. Guys, uh, how did you like our guests from last week? Well, first of all, I also, since we're talking law law talk, um, we also legally have to say our names. So that's why we're an educational podcast as well. That was one of those 10 things that we do. And, And so legally, if you have a podcast, you have to say everyone's name. So we can move on. 
How did we like the guests? Uh, the company line is that we we enjoyed having three plebs from, well, I guess two plebs and the patrician um, on, on the podcast. Yes, that's a company line. We had a great time. What about that uh, painting uh, in the bathroom? <laughs> what, 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 what do you guys have on, on the walls in your bathrooms? We actually have a painting above our toilet. You oh. mean other than feces? <laughs> Which of your five children rubbed their feces on the wall, Ryan? Which hasn't? <laughs> that, that would save time to just say which hasn't? Yeah, and none. <laughs> but, well, but but, even, uh, even Lachlan, like we ran out of wipes one time, so I just took him in the bathroom and just wiped <laughs> against the wall. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I will. I will say that I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't get um, uh, John Papavirus's ethnicity right. But I mean, with, with a name like that, obviously he's Greek. Yeah, I, I refuse to believe that he's Cuban. But <laughs> I mean, he was uh, lying, <laughs> or and, or someone lied to him. And he definitely should keep saying that he's Greek because it is so much more impressive. Like all the all the Cubans, they come to the U.S. in their bathtubs that they like paddle across the sea, and then they arrive in Miami, Cape Canaveral, or whatever that's called. How, yeah, how they they do arrive in Cape Canaveral. That's <laughs> <laughs> they they paddle all the way up to Cape Canaveral. Look, how, how many miles is that? How many miles is between Cuba and Florida's South Point? Oh, like 90, 90 miles 90. or something? That's what 90 says, miles. 90. But it's like 300 miles to Cape Canaveral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. But imagine this. What if you paddle your bathtub from Greece to Alexandria? Do you know how many miles that is? That is much more impressive. And that's the story he should stick with. <laughs> it's certainly more impressive than Greta Thunberg uh, paddling her. Does she paddle or does she have a, a sailboat? They they had some sort of luxury, y'all. It was wind paddles. It was wind paddled. Hmm. Thomas, what is Gre- Greta? Can we get a, a Greta Thunberg uh, update? What's she up to? One of her social media posts the other day went vi- viral, at least in Sweden. I I can't say I paid attention to what it she, was. She was there. a bit of a flavor of the week, wasn't she? Fla- flavor no. of the month, like you don't hear from her much, do you? Um. And I don't, and I don't mean this in a like, haha, she died sense. You know? <laughs> not, in a, not in a Kobe Bryant sense. Like, boy, we haven't heard much of Kobe Bryant on the NBA playoffs. No, I, I still think she's a, a thing in in Sweden. People okay. seem to uh, care about her. I don't know. I care about the opinions of a teenager. No, to each their own. Uh, I wanted to update you guys, just like Vic does on the big show, I wanted to update you guys on my running regimen. Uh, so for the past five weeks, I've been, uh, I've been enrolled, uh, participating, partaking in a running class mm. where... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that that was something people had to learn. It's, it's actually really complicated, Chris. No, so it's, this- is, it, is it left foot, then right foot, and then... <laughs> And then left and right again, or are there other variations? Is there like a Swedish? Is there like a metric version of running? It's like right foot, right foot, right foot, right, right, left, right. left. <laughs> I've been trying to do both at once. Mm. Uh, That's hopping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like if you want to actually get the most out of your running, 
there are things you should be doing to improve your time, get the most energy out of it. How do you put your 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 feet down? How do you move? How do you use your fucking arms? Uh, you you, the, you put your back into it. What 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 are the things I've realized from this class? Because we we get to do like these exercises to get us to move correctly. Is, I have, I, can I, have, I guess? Can I guess? Is it is it? Are the exercises running? Uh, no, they're not running. Oh. Uh, a lot of them are not running. And what I realized is that I absolutely zero coordination. Like when I actually have to think about what my legs are doing and my arms at the same time, I just, I just fall over. Uh, it doesn't work. You doing uh, this on a treadmill or uh, in the great outside? On a treadmill underwater? What What's the mm. treadmill situation? In, underwater in treadmill great, is the best. In the great outdoors, of course. Okay. Question. Thomas, how are you with walking and chewing gum? No. Okay. No, not no. can't can't do it. No. No, but so yesterday, uh, yesterday evening was our grand finale, finale, whatever. And he had us run uh, a 3K uh, lap, and we got to actually take our time. Uh, how many fathoms is 3K? How am I supposed? It's like two miles or something. I don't know. How many gallons? Uh, but uh, I got in under 15 minutes, so I was doing uh, 4.45 per kilometer or something like that. So I was pretty happy with that. So I have a goal for the end of summer to what I'm supposed to beat. Congratulations. Nobody, nobody like, we don't know if that's good or bad. Jan knows if that's good or bad. 4.45 per kilometer. Okay. Right. Yeah. No. So that was fun. Uh, so is that seconds, 445 seconds? per kilometer four, or... four minutes 45 seconds okay well i didn't know if you guys do minutes too you don't do feet so thought there was uh, a metric time uh, how are you guys coming along with your exercise ryan you can go first or, or do you want to go at the same time i guess we can go at the same time all right three two one i'm going still to going bathroom. to the gym really and considered I'm an exercise but swim. i Still do it and every day. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> that, that sounds great. I'm happy for both of you. Trans fucking zition. My in-laws are in town, and um, that's that's kind of great. Uh, my kids get lots of attention, but uh, I believe a couple years ago on the mega thread, or perhaps it wasn't on the mega thread. Perhaps Sonny actually posted outside of the mega thread. Sonny pointed out the absurdity of grabbing eggs randomly from a carton, like oh a psychopath. <laughs> This is so stupid. I, I went to go cook some eggs today and there were eggs taken from random places in the egg carton. And yeah, so just grab the fucking eggs. You anarchist. This is this is insane. No, there's a sequence you remove eggs from the carton. What, what is what is your sequence, Chris? I'm not gonna explain it. Start on one edge and, and it doesn't really matter the sequence as long as it's not chaotic. I'll, I'll I'll tell you my sequence from carton into frying pan into mouth, usually on a plate. So you somewhere. don't crack you don't crack you don't crack the eggs. <laughs> you just roll them onto the you just roll them onto the pan. We we're simple folk. <laughs> I mean, I just grab whichever one you know seems the most <laughs> grabbable to me. It's whichever fine. one that is least be... threatening, the ones that aren't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, or the or like conversely, like the ones that are like saying hostile things to you, they get cooked first, right? Yeah, the the meanest. I go after the meanest first. I don't want them in the refrigerator with the rest of the food. 
I did see a story the other day because so you can buy you can buy regular eggs or you can buy like eco eggs or ecolog ecological eggs. And do you mean like do you mean like factory farm or, or cage free or what do you mean? I, it's it's something I'm I'm not sure what these eco eggs are, but I assume it's something it's like eco eggs. They they are free range. And there has to be like a rooster in the crowd or something like that. Like they get to intermingle. So some of the eggs that you buy, some of these eco eggs, they might actually be fertilized. And so uh, I read a story about a daughter and her mom. They went and they bought, I don't know, a dozen eggs, put them in an egg hatcher or however the fuck you, you hatch them. And they got like five chickens out of it. Boy, that's pretty good. Buy a dozen eggs and get five chickens. Yeah. So hang on. Like, is this like a European, like weird uh, values thing? Like part of what makes them eco eggs? Is it like they get sex? to have sex? Yeah. Sex is like a right that chickens have. And so to deprive them of, of a rooster would be unethical. Is that is that kind of how that works? That, that sounds logical to me. Because I, yeah, I don't believe that uh, our our hens get to hang out with the roosters. So, it's it's kind of like a, a convent of of uh, of lady lady chickens who lay our eggs for us. They're they're sweatshop eggs, is what they are. Pube. I think it's just the. <laughs> we we really should have uh, Daniel on the on the show again, since he seems to be doing a lot of things with goats and chickens. There, mm. there is. I don't know if he's a SSEU listener, but there is a Sub Beacon fan from Minnesota when we had our little meetup, who is like the the, the chicken king of of Minnesota. Like he works at a place like that uh, produces like many thousands of eggs every day. So he he could answer these questions for trans fucking zition. Can can I raise an issue with you guys? So can you I, know how on. Can I say no? No. Like what? Okay. So one of the things that we, we pride ourselves on, that I pride myself on on this podcast, is that it's also educational. We discuss some of the, some of the, the great topics of the day, some of the great societal problems. And uh, have, have you guys heard this recently, that reading levels are going down uh, across the population, both in, in Europe and in the US, especially among younger folks? We don't we don't read as much as we used to. Literacy rates aren't as good as they used to. Now, hang on though. Like reading is Snapchat considered reading, or no, is it, are they not like, counting that? No, no. Like actually, Video reading, games. reading, reading, reading books, for example, is hmm. going up. Well, as an aspiring old man, it 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 is of no surprise to me that the kids are are not all right. Uh, do your kids read? Like read, read. Uh one of them. <laughs> They read, they read Dogman, they read Captain Underpants, <laughs> Wimpy Kid. Like, see, Rhett is probably the one who's the most into reading. Like, anytime he has money, he wants to buy a new Dogman book, and he'll read it in, like, uh, a week, and then order another one. Okay, but, but it sounds like there's, there's not too much reading going on in either of your houses. Or? Well, I mean, no, I, I disagree. Like they have to read for school. Okay, I are we talking about? Like, I'm, well, I'm talking about recreational read. reading. Rhett, Rhett does the most recreational reading. Uh, but the other ones, they have stuff they have to read for school. Um, you know, they all have books they have to read. So, okay. my ten-year-old reads. Gonna... <laughs> my ten-year-old reads a ton. 
my seven-year-old, a first grade boy, he just finished first grade. Uh, yeah, they, they don't like want to set aside a ton of time to read, or at least mine doesn't. So maybe it is that your kids are still too young to like recreationally read a whole lot. That's- I just said my 10-year-old recreationally reads a lot, but yeah. Okay, well, that's go, go ahead and make your conclusions uh, apart from the data. Go ahead. I mean, if you don't care about reading, that's fine. Uh, but so here's the thing. One of the reasons why uh, they believe that reading levels are going down and why literacy is actually decreasing uh, among younger folks today is that people are using screens too much. So instead of actually reading books, what teenagers will do is that, like you said, Chris, they will be on Snapchat or Instagramming or doing whatever, swiping on the Tinder uh, and so they don't actually read because they are in front of screens all the time. And I heard this, it on the Tinder. Uh, <laughs> and I, I heard this and my first reaction was like, boy, Ryan's kids must be illiterate at this point. But the, the thing is, I have also concluded that I don't think you need to know how to read. If you are young today, there is no reason why you need to know anything besides like, a few letter combinations so that you can send snaps. Sure. Because what, what are you going to do with reading? Libraries are going out of style. They are no longer going to exist. You will watch movies. You can listen to books if you really want to, you know. Sure, yeah. Hear what's in them. You don't have to read. There are no reasons for kids to read. So I actually think this is a good development. I mean, with, with uh, movie studios being nervous about creating original stories. I mean, there will come a time where where every existing book will have been adapted into a movie, including textbooks. You know, like, they'll be like, here's a math textbook. Like, <laughs> well, hey, has the movie come out yet? And, and like, <laughs> that's all you need to do is wait for the movie. Oh, did you do your math homework? I <laughs> watched the movie. Did you do your math homework? Yeah, I watched it on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and then I swiped left and I chilled. Is well, left the, the, the good one or the bad one? No, but it's like, it, I mean, even today, instead of like taking a math class, you can just go uh, watch that um, that um, Nash Equilibrium Guy movie. Um, Beautiful Mind. Yes. And you're done. Yeah. You 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 will you not do, only will you... You can get all your education through Russell Crowe movies. <laughs> <laughs> History. Watch, watch Robin Hood. <laughs> And Gladiator. And Gladiator. <laughs> Take you right on through. Yeah. The proof of life. That's how you learn about, um, you know, foreign policy. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to calm everyone down. Literacy, rate, literacy rates falling. People not reading anymore. It's not really a problem. We, As a society, we have moved past that. Yeah. Post-reading. A post-reading society. And if we need if if we need reading, can't we like just create robots to do that for us? Isn't that the future? Isn't isn't AI the future for everything? So yeah. you can tell your phone to read. You can push a button to have your phone read anything that's on your screen right now. Siri will just do it. Yeah, so. there's an app for that. Yeah. Okay, that's all I that's all I had on the topic. I just wanted to assure our listeners. Uh, Chris, what else do you have? Thomas, I have a job. So. You suggested that perhaps I should offer this as a service for people. If if I can be a recruiter or a headhunter or whatever you want to call it, you pay me. I'll I'll match you with with a good new career for you if you're unhappy with what you're doing. Now, Thomas, I know that you're happy with what you're doing as a 
as an analyst and a strategist, the first, the world's first anal strategist. Uh, mm-hmm. You have a government job. You're going home for ten days and uh, somehow like working, like it's a working vacation. We we have we have computers in Sweden. Yeah, so as long as you open your laptop, it, it's considered going to work. Um, so you can be up in the north, far away from your job. But um, Thomas, what I was curious, I came across this job that I did not know existed. I'm like, this is perfect for you. I mean, really, that's the dream, right? Is to get paid for your hobbies. Is it Fika Tester? No, no. But I, I'm... Ball boy. What, what is it that you find yourself doing most weekends? If it's a good weekend and, like, things go well. Ball boying. Uh, things go well. I don't know. I will I will watch some hockey. We'll go have a fika, do some shopping, play some games, maybe some board games. Uh, okay, I, maybe your weekends, uh, besides the fika part, maybe they go a little bit differently than I imagined. Um, yeah. But you're, as far as I was aware, you're constantly... I mean, why is it that you go to bars on weekends? It's because you're constantly trying to talk women out of their clothes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So is, I, is, is that a job? Uh, apparently, I saw a tweet that said, and I'll just read the tweet. The new Lord of the Rings series on Amazon has hired an intimacy coordinator to make sure Ooh. all the nude actors are comfortable being nude in all their nude scenes. And then he, and then this person offers a little bit of critique of this because that's what the Lord of the Rings is all about, and which he's got a point there. Like, I mean, I don't think Tolkien would have liked an adaptation that had a lot of nudity unless it was Hobbit nudity. I mean, we all kind of like that's. What's he's, way, he's way into that. Wasn't yeah. he a bit of a prude? That, mm. That's my impression. Likely, yes, yeah. So, uh, but. Uh, Thomas, like you could be an intimacy coordinator, like on the set, getting women comfortable about just being natural, you know, without clothes, making them comfortable with that. So that's a thing. Intimacy coordinator. Right. Okay. But is this like, is this like in a museum where they have all those signs where it says like, you may watch, but you can't, you can't touch. Or is this like, well, what's the actual job description? What do I get to do here? You know, I think the Me Too movement is kind of kind of over, Thomas. I mean, it, it kind of had its high tide, so I'm I'm sure it's as hand on hands on as you want it to be. Okay, but because I mean, my job here is to make them feel comfortable, uh, and if I can't do that, I, I can't actually, you know, perform my my job. So okay, no, but that who, who who am I to tell you how to do your job, Thomas? No, that's interesting. I'm interested. I, I wonder how well it pays. And who, who's going to be in the... I don't know I mean, what the certifying body is. You know, I, I don't know, like, where you go to intimacy coordinator school. Well, I, I mean, some of us are just natural talents. <laughs> but uh, who's going to be in the, the show, movie, whatever they are recruiting for? I, I feel the, like the, that's... The movie show? Yeah. I feel like it's important information before you apply... I've heard that um, you could be like Jim Caviezel's full-time intimacy coordinator <laughs> um, because apparently he had some real issues with uh, anything he's been in with um, intimate scenes. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? I will lend him a hand and we'll see if we can't tag on the problem. <laughs> Jim Caviezel is seriously 
one of the dumbest actors in Hollywood. <laughs> like this really? podcast did his whole did an entire episode about how they interviewed um the dozens of people that have worked with him, mostly on that TV show he was on, Person of Interest. And like they talked about how he was not allowed to have uh they had to take away his driving privileges on the show because um, th- there was like a driving scene where it was like in New York. And <laughs> he ran a red light and almost ran over someone. And they were like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's just like, well, that's what my character would do. <laughs> <laughs> and so they said it, he did that like two more times to where he just did very dangerous things in the car during the scene that were like not part of the scene, but he's just like, well, that's what my character would do. And so, so they're like, he, all right, Jim isn't allowed to drive anymore. Yeah. It's, so it's like, method. Yeah. He's like not allowed to drive anymore. And like, like, like the cop is like trying to write him a ticket for, for like running over somebody. He's like, I didn't do that. My character. Yeah, that's my character. Um, he always wanted, uh, he always wanted his character to his, he was always like, well, my character would torture this guy or, and like, he started choking somebody once, um, in a, it was supposed to be a choreographed fight fight scene. And he just started choking them and almost like made the person passed out. And, uh, cause he kept wanting his character to like torture people for the information. Cause he was some kind of weird, I don't know anything about that show person of interest, but he was some kind of cop. He was always wanting his character to kill people and torture people. And uh, he couldn't remember any of his lines. Like every single one of his lines had to be written down on three by five cards. And they say, like, if you watch the show, you'll constantly see him like looking down and he's like looking at down at his hand at the um, at the note cards. (laughs) They even had to write one of his lines was just no once. And they didn't put it on a card. Like, he got mad yes, that they didn't. Or was it no? I can't remember. <laughs> he got mad that they didn't put no on the card. And they're like, well, we didn't put no on the card because we didn't want to like offend you by putting just no on a card. <laughs> so he made it. He wouldn't shoot until they until they put they gave so him a card that just had he, no on it. He's dumb like a bag of hammers. Yeah. You know, he has he's like like really, really like into his Catholicism. So he had problems anytime Careful. there was anytime there were like a gay characters in the show, like he wanted his character to kill them, even though they were good guys. <laughs> the only reason that they the what they had to explain it to him was they were like, well, you know, on 9-11, when firefighters saved people, they didn't ask if they were gay or not. And so like he would like then like repeat that example of like why he didn't now ryan hang on on the plus side he he is an advocate um he really cares about children mm-hmm. <laughs> and he does not want children to be abused or trafficked hey he does not want he he knows that adrenochrome is a thing um, he said this just recently in promotion for his new movie where he plays, he's playing Tim Ballard, who is a kind of a QAnon guy who, who believes that like elites like take children to uh, do adrenic. I, I don't know if adrenochroming is like the verb or not, but basically it's elites. Um, s- they kill children. And but they do it in like a super scary way because 
when you get a child super scared right before they die, they produce a massive amount of, of adrenaline. And so then you, you can steal th- that. You can then... extract that adrenaline. And does that and make you high or does that just like. It makes you super hard, I think. I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but Jim Caviezel said like he's heard videos and he's uh, like some he's heard someone, videos he's heard he, this he's heard, we've, we, yeah. we are on the theme of blindness we are now a sight and blindness podcast so he's, Duke he's does like, not watch videos he, he just, hears he's, them he said it was he said he heard he heard it on a video and it was you know he'll never forget the sound of the screaming and i'm just like who <laughs> so who showed you this video why don't you why don't we figure out what that is but yeah jim caviezel is a crazy guy and he's now into QAnon. so yeah and and when you shared that with with us like i wasn't aware that that was like a central tenet of of q so i I knew that they're essentially preying on the good nature of people who like you know if you hear about this conspiracy of like children you're like, being stolen, oh, I, you're like, yeah, I oh, don't that's want bad. Kids to, yeah. yeah. I don't, that's bad. But like, part of it is that like, they're not stealing the kids for like sexual exploitation. They're like, stealing them to like freak them out, extract their adrenaline and, and then kill them. Yeah. I haven't gone into figuring out like what they get out of the adrenaline, but I mean, maybe it's worth it. I don't know. <laughs> but that's, but that's, that's the conspiracy. And, and yeah, the thing is like, man, the the quantity of kids you'd have to steal for this would be massive and yeah you it has to be a lot of kids i think just to get and i imagine like it probably it's kind of like any drug to where it doesn't do as much for you okay you know yeah. the more you do it so it probably takes even more to get you off than yeah. it did the first time <laughs> but what what is pernicious about about q and is that like it preys on like the good nature of people it's like of course everyone's like anti this yeah. It's just that, like, it's an insane theory. So, anyway, uh, Jim Caviezel is dumb. Okay, transition. Uh, it's been a long time since we had a sponsor on the show, but after a few few episodes ago, we discussed anniversary gift ideas. One of our listeners, uh, working for American Standard, emailed us and was like, "Hey, we uh, we want uh, to to sponsor the show. We love what you're doing." Uh, it fits perfectly with our brand. So uh, we also, we, we could not think of a more perfect sponsor for the show. All right. <clears throat> Are you out of ideas for anniversary gifts or just tired of the same old traditional gifts that all other couples re-gift to each other? Yep. Letter, letter whip for the third anniversary, morning wood for the fifth. Boring. We've heard the voices asking for new and exciting gift ideas that will rekindle your marriage and finally get you or your spouse, we don't judge, bent over the kitchen counter during lunch while the kids are off at school getting wedgies. Look, look, we want that for you too. We want happy couples. So this is why we are happy to assist you with your anniversary gifts. So let's talk about the big one, the 18th. Uh, Chris, which which one did you celebrate? 17. 17. So it's coming up. Uh, so few couples admittedly make it this far, but but somehow some do. Uh, congratulations. Uh, that must be an ironclad prenup that you got there. But 
Admit it. You have spent the first decade and a half of married life essentially pooping into a hole in the ground. It is time for you to get her the shitter that she deserves. That is why we at American have partnered with NASA to deliver an unparalleled luxury option for your number two needs. Our new model, the Broadmoor, provides a luxurious <laughs> and spacious environment that can effortlessly handle the entire Bristol stool scale. Thanks to NASA's technology, the Broadmoor has unparalleled suction that will rip the excrement out of you and send it, well, we're not exactly sure where it goes, but it will no longer be in your house. We hope that the Broadmoor will set a new brown standard and please assholes <laughs> decades to come go to americanstandard.com forward slash dump in the broadmoor lobby and enter the discount discount code molly to receive 25 percent off the broadmoor or the smaller woodbridge question is that uh coupon code molly spelled m-o-l-l-i-e Yes, that is correct. Visit dumpinabroadmore.com. You know, like just like uh, the nickname for a joint. Or is that with a Y? Uh, I don't think anyone calls a joint Molly. <laughs> they don't? I think they call Molly it something MDMA. else. <laughs> well, what's a Molly? MDMA. <laughs> MDMA. Oh. Oh. Um, uh, are you thinking of Mary Jane? Is that what you're thinking of? Maybe. A sandwich? That's what they call it on How I Met Your Mother. Um, One thing we're not is a drug podcast. <laughs> we are not. We don't know anything about the drugs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, roll it up and smoke it like a cigarette. Smoke it like a Molly. If yeah. uh, if, if we wanted to to get an SSEU guest to enlighten us on the subject, who should we invite? Who who seems like the biggest puthead? Well, you'd think that Matt Robarts would be, but surprisingly, you know, based on kind of the outdoor lifestyle, the uh, the giant. You know the massive beard and, and the hair, but in in the and the predisposition for for gusseted crotches. But in fact, I think Matt is pretty anti uh, anti weed at least. I, I think he's personally anti, right? But yeah, I, I yeah. think he's more libertarian and actually sure. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think he knows anything. No more than okay. Weed. What about uh, Shannon? Well, <laughs> no. I think she knows less about the the weed than she does about uh, you know terms that she uses um, that she thinks are innocuous. <laughs> okay. I don't think we have anybody. Okay, well, we we might have to to outsource it. I I, I mean, Jason is is knows certainly knows how to use Urban Dictionary. Um, he knows to do his research. I just don't, I don't think he has a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, why why don't you share with our listeners what you have been or finished watching recently? Well, as I shared in Afterglow, I believe last episode, uh, you guys have talked about uh, a TV show on HBO, and uh, which I watched on HBOM X. Succession. You guys have talked about it for Damian years. Lewis and Marlon Ackerman. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Showtime show. Yeah. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, no, I've, I've joked for years about mixing up those two things, but in fact, Succession is is on HBO. R- Ryan, uh, do you have uh, do you have HBO Max? I <laughs> do. I might yeah. be borrowing it from somebody. I can't remember which one it is. I, I'm it, borrowing it, or if I'm if like, you forget what it like your password, whatever, like, you you could use my subscription if you'd like. Oh, okay. I'll, cool. I'll share mine with you. 
I'll make sure I, that I, uh, I think I think the pastor might be one of yours. <laughs> okay, so Chris, what is the show Succession about if it's not about New York City billionaires and lawyers? Uh, well, it's about New York City billionaires, and it, it and lawyers. lawyers, yeah. Jerry. So, but Brian, Brian, uh, he's got a great last name. Let's just let's just revel, like, take a moment just to Brian Cox. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's a great last name. Um, Brian Cox plays uh, this essentially amalgamation of like Rupert Murdoch, uh, like kind of this self-made media mogul. Um, it's like Rupert Murdoch slash Walt Disney slash what, slosh what? What would no, be the I, other? I, I never, I just assumed that he was supposed to be Rupert Murdoch. Like I wasn't. Well, Rupert Murdoch doesn't have theme parks. Like there are theme parks. There yeah, are, and he's more. Um, you know, he's he's Rupert Murdoch is isn't isn't as outspoken as right. yeah, uh, Logan. Right. He's kind of like Trump and yeah. uh, Rupert. Murdoch. A little bit of Trump thrown in, yeah, mixed, mixed together. But he, but it's where, uh, it's uh, the show opens on his 80th birthday, and he is basically behind uh, closed doors told his son. Uh, he has, he has four children, his, his second son, uh, he's told essentially that he's going to be taking over the business and he's going to, of course, the succession refers to the succession of like, it's going to be handed on to, uh, Jeremy, uh, why am I forgetting his name? Strong. Jeremy, Jeremy Strong. Strong. Kendall. Yes, that's right. Kendall, his son, Kendall, um, uh, is going to take over. And so J- Jeremy Strong is, is uh, Ken, his son, Kendall is working on, uh, the moves that are going to like look like a splash move. He's going to make this acquisition of uh, a, some Volter. digital content of Halter. Yeah. Volter. Volter. Um, is that, is that the corporation with the, the Asian guy? At yeah. The yes. okay. Who's like a massive jerk to him. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, it's early on in the show, <laughs> early on the show, uh, Brian Cox, the, the, the patriarch uh, has a, a stroke or some sort of brain hemorrhage that kind of puts him out and, and some family has to kind of move. And the whole two first two seasons the, the, are the only two seasons that are out so far. But They're, before he, before he has the brain hemorrhage, he does tell Kendall, Oh, actually, cause he's supposed to be announcing that day yeah. that Kendall is taking over and he's stepping down. And then he said, tells Kendall uh, kind of in the back room, like, oh, actually, I'm going to stick around for a while. So, you know, just hang in there. It's not I'm not going to announce that it's going to be you yet. Um, and then he has the brain hemorrhage kind of goes into I think he's in a coma for a little while. Yep. And so Kendall is trying to basically say, hey, no, I was it. it, it it's going to be me. So. Uh, I should be in charge now, and everybody well, else is yeah. just like, "Well, well," said. and just to press and just to press pause on that. Like, uh, I remember I was living in Pittsburgh at the time when I don't remember if the mayor got super sick or or the mayor died, and uh, there was just this really super young city council member who essentially timed his uh, ascendancy right. Like, if if the mayor's dying and you kind of show assertiveness too early it seems cold and calculating mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. and so and so kendall has to has yeah. to like be really cautious as to like not look too ambitious to be like taking advantage of his dad while he's in a coma uh and that's an interesting thing and, and essentially luke ravenstall um vaulted uh ahead of like four candidates who sh- would have been should have been whatever the next mayor and became like this 
for a while he, he was he was kind of uh, he went on like Letterman as this like big city mayor who's like super young. And in fact, in The Dark Knight Rises, he is the kicker for the football team. You see this guy kick off his on his jersey. It says Ravens. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he got he got a moment of fame there. Um, so, so, yeah, so, so there's that aspect, too, of like it's it, it would be kind of gauche for any of the siblings to like too aggressively pursue the crown while dad is is but and yet kendall is like the essentially the rightful heir uh right because the other two kids aren't as involved in the right. company so you right. have the other and, son here and and, and like by by morning like they need to announce like who's in charge otherwise like the, the, the stock, stock is just gonna keep gonna falling yeah. yeah and and so they do a really good job before we get to spoilers mm. of like upping the drama as far as like um making it so it's not just a simplistic thing of like, oh, well, is it going to be Kendall? Is it not going to be Kendall? Is dad going to be okay? Tons of, of, of interesting things kind of come up. It's funny. It has great characters. And uh, now shall we move into, uh, into spoilers? Yes. Or Thomas, what were you going to say? Uh, I mean, you've only really talked about one of the kids so far. There's also Kieran Culkin as Roman mm-hmm. and Sarah. How would you say your last name? Snook. 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 As Shiv or Siobhan. 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 What's interesting about the, first of all, the cast, the cast is perfect. But what's interesting about the cast is both Siobhan and her boyfriend, fiance, who becomes husband. Oh. Uh, she's Australian. He's English. And then Brian Cox is English. So like mm-hmm. a great deal of the cast is, is not Scottish. American. It's It's got to be frustrating uh, for them to like figure out the accent and stick with it. Yeah. So okay. So other um, uh, Connor, the old eldest son, is played by oh, what is his name? Alan uh, Alan Ruck is that his name? Yeah, Alan Ruck. Yeah. He's he's and Ferris he's, Bueller's best friend from Ferris Bueller. He's he's kind of a hippie guy who doesn't want to have anything to do, but his life is fully funded by <laughs> his dad. Yeah, he, he is. He he li- lives on an estate out. Is it in Arizona, New Mexico? New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, uh, he, <laughs> So what's interesting is, is like is a hooker. <laughs> yes. He's convinced he, he's in love with the hooker and he just essentially pays her to like hang out with him. And yeah. And at one point he decides like his ambition is to become the president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, it, it's unbelievably funny, um, especially like once you've gotten to know him and how, oh, man, like there are so many funny lines uh and it's acted so well uh there's one point where in all seriousness they're like was it was it in response to when uh, his prostitute uh girlfriend is asked like well what do you do and she's like well i'm a playwright (laughs) and then they're like oh connor what do you do and he's like and she's like well he does nothing and he's offended and she's like what do you mean you're like after the person walks away she's like how can you be offended like what do you mean? What, what do you do? Any, what do you do? His, his response, Ryan, do you remember what it was? No. He's like, I am going, I am about to launch a podcast about <laughs> like, like French naval warfare. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That's, it's really great. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> so Chris, spoil the first season for us. Spoilers! So, uh, what about the entire so, show? So, so he's, he's, uh, uh Brian Cox, is incapacitated and so kendall makes moves really to save the company and while he's doing so he finds out that his dad has really over leveraged the company and like there's a ton of debt that that he has to act fast to take care of and he so he seeks out private equity to do that 
which um, makes the company in even further trouble because there's a competitor, uh, like another essentially media company that uh, has backed this private equity firm. And by the time, and meanwhile, as his dad recovers, um, his dad uh, takes wants to come back and take over. And so Kendall uh, truly believes not only that his dad is is uh, that the the stroke has taken him out of commission, but he like he no longer understands how to run the company. Like he wants to like his big move. Like first of all, he he essentially ruined the company by taking on this debt. But then his next move to save the company is to like purchase a bunch of local bunch papers, of local yeah. local newspaper. No, I'm sorry, local, local news channels. Yeah, local TV stations. <laughs> and so Kendall and his brother um, Kieran Culkin are just like they're kind of to each other like what what the heck like. What are we gonna buy? But buy a bunch of like horse buggy whips, like TV stations. Like nobody watches TV. Yeah, and uh, uh, but uh, then uh, oh, and uh, so he puts um, Shiv's uh, fiance is put is put is put in charge of the cruise line because they also have cruise lines. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, so it's not point? Rupert Murdoch. Like, this is a weird company. And again, this he, is this is Brian Cox's fault that like they should like no company should have cruises yeah, and right. papers and theme parks. Like, but anyway, yeah, they have a cruise line and 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 um, so Tom finds out that the guy who is like immediately the, immediately the, the, the guy on his way out is like, oh, by the way, the, the, he takes him. He's like, this is an air gapped laptop. Um, it's never been connected to the internet, and you just need to read all this. And it's basically all kinds of like uh, terrible things that have happened on their cruises that they've covered up like people have died there's probably murders sexual assaults like all kinds of just the worst things you can think and because you know it's kind of you know a cruise line in international waters they kind of just and, and most of the people that work on the cruise ship are not uh, U.S. citizens, and so, so it's can, it, wait, hang on, Ryan. It's not technically a money plane, it's, but it's it's yeah. kind of a money plane. It's kind of a money plane. Yeah, you don't have like when you're, have when you're in international waters. Yeah, you can't. They you probably can't a, bet on a guy screwing an alligator, but but, close but isn't to that. this if if you think of cruise ships in real life, not in the show? But can't you just imagine that they are actually fucking terrible places to oh. work? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, they, they are. are. Yeah. This is why they, um, uh, the cruise industry was, uh, when we did our end of the year episode, they were on my list of like worst <laughs> of worst people. Like it's the way they treat their, and it, they treat them, the employees so badly just because all of them are basically stuck working for them. Like they don't, they don't have a, it's almost they're all, like, they're it's like almost like the out of some country. Right. Like some it's almost like when no labor rules, they would like, it's not as bad, but close to like when they would like um, the, when the rubber barons would just like kidnap native people and force them to go, uh, you know, work in the Amazon for them. Um, and they would say, Oh, well now you're in debt to me. So if you work for this long, you can make enough money to be free or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so Tom reads all this stuff and he, he doesn't know what to do. He wants to tell someone and he, he wants to tell uh, Jeremy strong and he's kind of just like, don't tell me. And he wants to tell Shiv, his fiance. And she's like, yeah, uh, you should just not tell me. And you should just, uh, you know, uh, you know, do what you think is right. And, and um, 
because he wants to call a press conference to because he's like, maybe maybe what we should do is if just like I'm the guy who's going to clean it up. So I have a press conference and just announce that all these things are going to happen. And then then after that, it'll just be out in the open and we'll and I'll be able to fix it. He he had told cousin Greg that he was going to do this. And uh, Greg lets uh, tells Jerry, who's the inside counsel, that that Tom is going to do this. And so she she basically goes and like shuts that down and stops him from letting it out uh, because basically she says he'll be blamed for it. So they end up shredding everything. Yeah. And uh, I should say, like, just the writing of the show is so good. So not only is the cast amazing, but like the writing is so good in that there are the oblique references to this family, like beloved family friend, Mo, who ran the cruise division and essentially like used it as like used his power to like leverage dancers. Yes. Um, Like he used like his power to leverage dancers to like like essentially they would sleep with him or else they'd get fired yeah. and be, and they, like they had no recourse. Cause you know, when you're at sea, you know, the implications, <laughs> the implications. Yeah. because wasn't his name, like his, they called it, him his, Mo, name, but his name was Lester. <laughs> but, yeah. but what the brilliance of it is like, but you don't find together, that out until like until, almost the end of the yeah, second season until they're having to like, testify. <laughs> yes. So all the time you like, you think the person's name is Mo and right. it's, it's yeah. the prostitute girlfriend who goes to the funeral and she's like, Oh, we all loved Mo. They, I heard the stories like, about Mo and they're like, what? Mo. Like, what do you, his name, oh, is, his name is Lester. <laughs> Lester. <laughs> it's because he was the Mo Lester. It's because he was known as a, yeah. and that was uh, like, they all knew and they all called him Mo because they were in a, <laughs> and they had to testify to that. <laughs> it's him. Been ages since I watched the show, but let's talk about two of my favorite things. The first, I believe, that Ryan and I have talked about, which is poop in the bed. Jeremy Strong poops the bed. He it was it's so there's uh Jeremy Strong Kindle is a drug addict. He's been when the show starts, he's already been through rehab. rehab. Once. Yeah, he's and clean he, when the he's show clean starts. When that starts, but almost immediately he starts uh using again and by the end of the first season he has uh killed someone you know what though is he like, driving did he, he actually no he, he's driving but the other dude grabs the wheel and yanks it to avoid right. hitting an yes. animal so but like it, it there's no way of explaining it where he's like he right. just doesn't want to go say, well, there's no way of proving that the guy yanked the wheel. Yeah, and right. yeah, he was he only knew that guy because he was buying drugs from him. Um, and so then he goes back to rehab for the second season. For 48 but, hours. Yeah, but they have to get him out. This because... is this is when he goes to Iceland. Yeah. Yes. He expects yeah. to have like a couple months to like, you know, recover from all this, from killing a guy and yeah, and trying to take over the company from his dad with Stewie. And uh <laughs> Right. And then this is trying, trying twice, having a vote of no confidence, failing, <laughs> and then like trying to with a bear hug and then failing. Yeah, he gets, and then he's, he's thrown late. on TV after 48 up. hours to be like, yeah. to, to, to be like, I saw their plan. Dad's is better. Yeah. He has to like eat a big bowl of poop, is what he yes. has to do. Yeah. And then he poops the bed after a rough night or something. Yeah. So he, that when, when they're in negotiations for that other company to buy, um, the news division, I think. And he goes out with 
someone and starts doing a bunch of cocaine and then they're staying at this this the uh because they're staying at the giant estate of the people who are going to potentially buy um part of the company and he wakes up (laughs) it's just the scene is he just wakes up and he kind of rolls over and he looks and you just see him start just like just like it's no big deal just starts gathering up the sheets and as he's gathering up the sheets you see this just like brown streak (laughs) on sheets and they don't really address it because he's like throwing the sheets away um and so i had to look up that uh yeah i guess one of the things cocaine does is it can cause you to poop the bed this is is why we need some sort of outside consultant that knows more about drugs than we do (laughs) okay but chris so what about the bromance in the show uh are you talking about uh tom and greg yeah I'm not sure bromance is the right word, but they have great It's not chemistry. the right word. The Their actors have great chemistry. It's so good. Uh, Ryan, what are the names of the actors? Like, Who's the English actor who plays Tom? Surely you know. Uh, Matt, is it Matt Mick something? Yeah, um, I think so. I can't remember now. Hmm. Uh, Matt, Matthew, Mac- Matthew McFadden. Matthew McFadden. McFadden. And yeah. he's he's a great actor. Um, and... Yes. Uh, like the, the 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 interplay between him who he marries into the family so he's really insecure about that um and he's like mistreated by the family and so he takes that out like he gets to be alpha to this cousin greg who right. is introduced in the first episode so he just like takes a dump on greg all the time and, and he's just like oh we're playing like it's fine it's friendly right and so they're like they're kind of back and forth. i guess it's not really back and forth because greg doesn't really give it greg, to him yeah, just, just he kinda... just has to take it takes it and 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 greg the actor is is so funny at playing like a like an unsure like nervous uh like he's a grandnephew of of the the patriarch um and his grandpa essentially is is not in good terms with brian cox mm-hmm. and uh well he, he thinks re- brian cox is a greedy jackass mm-hmm. billionaire who's never done anything good and and, and greg uh he's just I, his acting is brilliant. Like every every scene with him, I think is is great. Yes, and he's, and <laughs> he's so he, funny. He's, he's just so funny. I just like when <laughs> when he's when he talks about getting his first paycheck, and he's like, "I'm gonna go to California Pizza Kitchen." <laughs> and Tom is like, "And Tom is like, what? No." And he's like, "Yeah, it's really good." And he's like, "No, it's you shouldn't like it. It's it's not good." He he's like he kind of knows things about being rich, but he's not, he's never been rich. And just so him not trying just that, to play. He, like he's, he's like, he has nothing. Like, so yeah. when he arrives at the beginning, he gives Siobhan his last $20. She's like, who has cash? And he had just told his mom, he only has $20 left and he gives it to her. He's like, yeah. can I have the, the change? <laughs> because then- Chris does a great Greg. This, this, we start out with him because he's 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 working in the theme park as one of the characters in a costume, <laughs> and he smokes pot like during one of his breaks, and then he throws up in the costume and scares a bunch of kids. And then he calls his mom. He's like, "Well, uh, I, I, got, I picked up I a hitchhiker, him. and he he must have smoked a joint before he got in the car with me, and yeah. it smelled like so. I'm fired." And so, um. So he gives away his last $20 and like an episode later, he's explaining to Tom how like, I, 
I'm staying at a youth hostel right now for uh, $80 a night. And, yeah. and like, Tom's just like, yeah, deal with it. <laughs> like, it's okay. Yeah. Like he has, he has zero sympathy for him. Like, uh starving and like he's always like eating as much as he can in the early episodes because he doesn't have enough money to buy food (laughs) but but tom tom also finds greg useful until Mm -hmm. greg sort of gets a revenge on him in the second season he finds him useful because he's like well if he he gets in trouble like he's expendable like he says explicitly he's expendable yeah Yeah, but Uh, doesn't he blackmail uh, tom yeah yeah because yeah yeah, he's he's asked to to shred all the all the evidence right and he saves he he makes he, copies i don't know he why makes, he didn't just he save i don't know why he, i don't know why he did, made the effort of making copies when he could have just saved and not shred yeah. some of the stuff but yeah. whatever hey but, he's not uh, the, he's not the sharpest tool no but he knew enough to uh at least make a couple copies of the uh documents for himself because he realized hey i think that they're gonna try to pin this on me <laughs> If if anybody gets caught. And I think I just like his voice because like uh, Tom finds out that or he tells Tom that that he's got these copies and he that he's got leverage and somehow Tom like forces him to to produce them and he, was, he burns them right in front of him. And so he like is in the bathroom, like setting up his, his phone in his pocket to record like a confession from Tom. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, so um. Uh, you know, like just the way he talks is funny. He's like, so you want me to burn all this evidence, huh? <laughs> He's like, this is me putting it in my pocket. Test, test. And then he, you know, it's a, yeah. I, okay. So I don't uh, want this episode to be me being like, Hey guys, uh, remember this part of the show? Uh, that was funny. Did I not say his impression was great already? So be- before we round off this episode, uh, any any last words on Kieran Culkin? You haven't really Hang touched on. on him. We're we're doing gymnastics. What? I'm Kieran Culkin. Following. Kieran Culkin is is fantastic. Uh, he he's <laughs> uh, Ryan. How would you describe his character, Roman? Like he's not educated. He's lazy, but like he does have a, like a street smart he's vibe this, to him. Yeah, he definitely has some kind of just like uh, like he senses things. Street smarts. Yeah, he uh, is definitely. He he understands people probably more than anybody else in the family, and but he's lazy, yes. <laughs> incredibly, <laughs> and he's, he's and he's funny. He's <laughs> yeah, he's funny. He's a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> he there's one scene where like he's standing at the top of the tower looking out the window, and he jerks off onto the window, <laughs> pretending that like he's jerking off onto the people below. <laughs> Start walking down there. Um, that's like his first. Not it's not just one time. That's like his first day as COO. Yeah, <laughs> like he first like first order of business. He closes the blinds in his office. And then... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how how do you guys rate Succession then as a show? I'm not sure what to call it. A dramedy. I'm not sure what the. I mean, it's a con- it's a drama. It's 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 a drama, but it's it's very funny. Yeah, and like the the comedy is. You know, it doesn't seem like they're setting up bits to do. It just it the the way they write it, the comedy just kind of seems like it's natural, even though I don't know if anybody <laughs> actually behaves the way these people do. But the actors are so good that you're like, I totally buy that these people would <laughs> would do these things. Um, and I think the comedy works because it's it's character driven. It's not like situation driven. Yeah. Is it like you have this array of characters, you know, like this, these rich kids who have just like, like 
Connor wouldn't be Connor unless he were, were like the son of a billionaire, you know, like he couldn't afford yeah. to like fall in love with a call girl and just live off the largesse of the family. Yeah. And produce a play for her. She, <laughs> she writes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey guys. Okay. That is all the time we're giving to this episode because some of us have to go to sleep. Uh, Catch us in Afterglow or out on the street with the pop-up stand where we send merch, sell merch. Good night and Stop thank by. you. Uh, take a candle and 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 take a match, strike the match, light the candle, let it go for a while, and let it and, and continue smell burning. It, smell it, smell it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to welcome John Mayer featuring Marin Morgan. Morris. Ah, oh, shit. Last train, maybe you're the last train home.